1: Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to Hump Day. This is Kyle Krabs, your host of Locked On Dolphins. And we are one day away from game day against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Today's episode is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time With NFL Game Pass, see all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Looking at some of the trends of the Dolphins' early season contests. This will be the team's third game in technically... 11 days, we get a lot of information here, kind of a baptism by fire. An opportunity, a a concept I alluded to at the end of yesterday's show. A lot of our perceptions and the reports about the Dolphins throughout the course of training camp, the abbreviated training camp we got this year, probably didn't give us the most realistic, or the coaches for that matter, the most realistic or ideal, or clear picture of who this team is. And the reason why is because, A, you got all these new pieces. But B, you don't get to evaluate your team against anybody else other than the only players that you have in-house. It's your 40 on offense versus your 40 on defense in training camp this year. So when the Dolphins' defense looks good, and the Dolphins' corners are locking down, Perhaps that's not so much of a compliment of all of the cornerbacks. Perhaps it's a little bit of an indication that the Dolphins' wide receivers can't beat tight man coverage like they could not against the Patriots. When the Dolphins' defensive line looks really good locking down the run game in practice, perhaps that's not so much of a compliment of where that unit is at this point in time, and perhaps it's a little bit more about the fact that the offensive line that you've got in-house can't sustain their blocks. His coach is learning who these players are. And I think this 10-day gap after week three versus Jacksonville is going to be a great opportunity for this team to reevaluate who does what well and where can you pivot. The challenge is you're on a short week and you're on the road playing Jacksonville tomorrow. So you better get it figured out. Because if you go into this 10-day breakdown 0-3, somebody's head's going to roll, and it's probably going to be a starter or two along the way, getting benched. If the Dolphins, you steal this win, then we could steal a home win before we hit the road for a two-game road trip. We're back in business. We can climb back into this thing and back into relevancy. But the Dolphins, they're they're not going to get respect until they earn it and command it. So if you see people on the broadcast tomorrow night picking Jacksonville, I don't blame them because the Dolphins have to earn that, and to this point, they have not. One of the possible tweaks we'll continue to see this coaching staff make is in the offensive backfield. I think that's one of the more compelling storylines for the Dolphins' offense through the first two games. The Miami Dolphins have surprised through the first two weeks of this season with their running back rotation, featuring 2019 seventh-round pick Miles Gaskin at a much higher rate than free-agent signing Jordan Howard and 2020 offseason acquisition Matt Breida from the San Francisco 49ers. Why is it the way that it is? Offensive coordinator Chan Gailey spoke about the running backs and did provide a clue, stating, "You have to do what the defense allows you to do." Matt Breida played well yesterday and continues to do some good things. Miles Gaskin continues to do some good things. Jordan Howard runs hard force on the goal line and in some other places. We're just going to continue to try to do what they do best. That line about the goal line is quite the clue that perhaps the Dolphins paid Jordan Howard to be a finisher in short yardage back, even if that price seems a bit rich. But that explanation does not explain why Miles Gaskin continues to be the featured back for the Dolphins in their backfield. And perhaps the best clue can be that the Dolphins feel as though Miles Gaskin very clearly is their most competent route runner as a pass catcher. And the Dolphins, with a 62% pass rate thus far this season through two games, and frequently trailing the opposition. On the scoreboard throughout the course of the games, never leading against New England and holding a brief fourth quarter lead against the Buffalo Bills, the Dolphins have been in pursuit mode, having to pass the ball more and more and more, never mind the inconsistencies along their offensive line to finish and sustain their blocks through the first two weeks. That puts Miles Gaskin as the primary pass catcher back in the driver's seat to take more snaps. Now, Matt Breida acquired via the 2020 NFL Draft courtesy of a trade of a fifth-round pick. Dolphins should not have anything to be worried about on this front as far as Matt Breida's attitude. Breida spoke with the South Florida media yesterday and spoke specifically about the dynamics of Miami, his usage, and he is not worried about his reps. He's worried about winning. Keep telling everyone, keep being patient, and we're going to turn things around We've got to keep working on the little details and things will start to come together. Remember, Matt Breida was on the San Francisco 49ers for the entirety of their rebuild, in which they experienced several frustrating losing seasons under coach Kyle Shanahan before finally making the jump in year three, advancing all the way to the Super Bowl. Matt Breida continued, we just have to finish. It goes down to those little small details. It's like you were saying a couple plays here and there. When we get those corrected and learn how to finish, we'll be a good football team. Breda also mentioned during his press availability with the Dolphins reporters, he's not paid to worry about how many carries he has. Quote, I'm not the type of guy that worries about how many carries I get. Mentions he's here to win championships. I don't know about you, but I hear that perspective from Matt Breda. I'd definitely like to get Matt Breda a couple more touches in week three. But the Dolphins have to stick to the script, and if they're going to put their players in the best positions to be successful, then we have to understand that Burita, as a primary outside zone ball carrier in San Francisco, he's not a great fit for downhill runs. He could be effective in gun runs and shotgun, but if the Dolphins would rather have Miles Gaskin in the shotgun formations from spacing and his timing pressing the line of scrimmage, they're doing what they can to put players in the best position to be successful. Ideally, the Dolphins find more ways to get Miles Gaskin in the football because it appears as though, at least for now, Jordan Howard's been marginalized to short yardage and goal lineback. Granted, he has two touchdowns in two games, but he's also averaging less than one full yard per carry. That is, by extension of his role, never going to be a standout statistic for Jordan Howard's game. But even Chang himself indicating throughout his press availability, Jordan runs hard on the goal line. Something to make a mental note of. We'll see if the Dolphins end up getting what they pay for. At the very least, the rushing offense looks better than last year. It couldn't have been any worse. But now we'd like to perhaps see a little bit more consistency on the ground, and ideally a few more touches for Matt Breida. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes, thanks to condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place that you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL film's archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: One of the big things that I was asked to do uh, on yesterday's Power to the Pod that stood out to me, and I wanted to give it its its due diligence. Um, Look at some of the silver linings you know, consolation prizes, can only make you feel so good for so long, right? Being 0-2 sucks, for being completely honest. But there are several silver linings for the Dolphins early on this season that I don't think should be ignored because I think in the grand scheme of things, they will help lead the Dolphins to more wins down the road. So that's a win. First and foremost amongst them is the continued emergence of Mike Isecki. Do we remember the concerns we all had about Mike Gusecki in this offense with Chan Gailey and the lack of success tight ends have had under Chan Gailey's watch? Listen, Chan Gailey's offense gets his best two or three players the football. Mike Iseki is unquestionably one of the top two best pass-catching targets on this Dolphins roster this year. So, so long as he is available for the Dolphins... He's going to continue to get looks. And that's on the Dolphins and their coaching staff to continue to be able to put him in positions to get those targets. I'm not saying we're going to ignore our progressions as the quarterback. We're going to drop back. It's third and 15, and I'm just going to throw it to Mike Gesicki no matter what. That would be dumb. We're not going to do that. Dolphins, I think they got to learn to walk the line on that. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick did a better job of that in week two. But feeding your best players the football is undoubtedly one of the keys to success because that results in you as a coach putting your players in position to be successful and get open. So whether that is Mike Gusecki putting him as the ISO on the backside in tight alignment of a three-by-one. So you got three receivers to one side. Mike is alone on the other side and he's condensed in towards the offensive set, but he's still in a two-point wide receiver stance. And you let that man run corner routes. Because if they're going to play man on you, Mike's probably getting a safety or a linebacker running corner routes at six foot five over those guys. They did it against the Patriots. They got one late in that game. Would be an area where I would expect to continue to see the Dolphins attack with Mike Gusecki because of his size and athleticism, he presents such a unique problem. Now, they've also put him inside at three strong as the number three wide receiver on the inside. So outside receiver is one strong, second receiver is two strong. The third and final in a three-by-one formation is three strong. You put that guy in at three strong, and you run vertical stems with him. It's what he did at Penn State a bunch. You can run rub rub concepts from your other wide receivers underneath of that to create separation underneath. And if teams are going to give him a free release, which would be really dumb, you can throw it to him right on the hashes and let him work vertical. You can let him run the deep over routes. Those are the areas for Mike. I'd isolate him in tight alignments to get more room to work to the outside on routes down the field, and I'd put him in the slot at three strong. And put teams in a conflict and say, okay, are we going to let Mike carry a soft and then give up space underneath in the middle of the field? Or are we going to try man-align or just play regular zone and let Mike, with his athleticism and size, get up into those soft spaces between the linebackers and safeties on the second level? Look for that as continued implementation for Mike Kisecki moving forward. But what we've seen from him thus far, it's an excellent development and silver lining for the Miami Dolphins offense. Silver lining number two for the Miami Dolphins. The play of left tackle, Austin Jackson, who continues to be a pleasant surprise. My concerns with Austin Jackson in the pre-draft process, obviously I'm director scouting over the DraftNetwork.com, so uh, very familiar with the draft process and all the players that came through and all the offensive tackles, and it was kind of like, well, like you got the big four and like, Whoever's OT five, you're gonna have some warts that you got to be willing to look through. Tampa Bay secures Tristan Wirfs at 13. We'll never know if the Dolphins tried to get up or not to get him. They didn't, so they stand pat at 18. They draft Austin Jackson. Okay, Jackson uh, had up and down 2019 college campaign. He's very raw. He ended his season on a really ugly note against Iowa. AJ Epinesa whooped him up for like three sacks. You could see like all the physical tools were there, but because he was so raw, it was like, okay, like you don't, you haven't really mastered the fundamentals of, of moving your body and executing techniques. Like where is that going to, where is your athletic ceiling going to allow you to play When you don't have the techniques down. And Austin thus far for the Dolphins through two games. The run blocking's been hit or miss. But I thought the pass protection has been very solid for Austin Jackson. And it is that athleticism on the edge that allows him to kind of redirect. Slam the the door shut. You know that uh, those quick feet really allow him to flash and react. And he's a big body. He's one of these big body guys. We've talked on this show several times about the dynamics of what the Dolphins are looking for in offensive linemen. And uh, Austin meets all those thresholds and he's got plus athleticism. And that's not to say he's a perfect player. You know, there, there's been hand placement issues and weight distribution issues and falling off the blocks. And like that that stuff's going to get better. But for him to come in, Take control of the left tackle job from the jump. Play well and not look overwhelmed and not be frantically swimming, just being an, uh, an athlete playing the position, but actually you know, stepping into the role and looking the part of a first-round offensive tackle, that's a big win for the Dolphins. Where does that come from? Well, that's always... The fit of a player into the scheme and the system that they're drafted in is equally as important, if not more important, than just the traits. So that's why, you know, when they drafted Austin Jackson, I wasn't, oh, well, he was so-and-so on my board. I had this OT ahead of him. Well, because I'm not grading tackles to the Dolphins' criteria. I'm trying to grade players on all 32 teams' criteria simultaneously. But for the Dolphins, Austin Jackson looks the part he has been effective he's been up and down but the moment and the game hasn't been too fast and too big for him and that is a huge win for the dolphins no doubt because that was a selection that raised some eyebrows today's episode is brought to you by my bookie invest in your intuition use promo code locked on and double your first deposit new players get up to $1000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: The third and final silver lining that I want to make sure we acknowledge to the start of the season we've talked about, Austin Jackson in the trenches we talked about, Mike Gusecki's continued development, Christian Wilkins' 2019 first-round selection. By the way, that 2019 draft is looking a little bit different now, isn't it? Christian Wilkins living up to that first-round billing. Miles Gaskin, the primary ball carrier. Andrew Van Ginkle, rotation. Okay, so we got like two and a half. General rule of thumb is you're looking for two starters out of a group. Dolphins, law of averages, they didn't have that many picks at their disposal. But if Christian Wilkins plays every football game this year to the caliber in which he is playing the first two games, the Dolphins will have a win on their hands. Because from an energy perspective – a scheme fit perspective, a locker room perspective, and a talent perspective, Christian Wilkins checks the boxes. And now he's starting to put it all together and be a very active, prominent presence on the Dolphins' defensive line. He's getting through gaps. He's winning more as a pass rusher. He's two-gapping effectively. He is commanding the point of attack through two football games. He played a tremendous game against the Patriots. There were no layups against New England with that offensive line, not with, not with where Wilkins was lining up. And Wilkins played very well. He was very active, and he was very active again against Buffalo. So defensively, you want a defensive silver lining, Christian Wilkins looks all of a sudden like a top-20 pick. And he looked like a top-20 pick towards the end of 2019. But this is, there's consistency here now. Christian's got more complementary players around him. All those things that we talked about as far as why I was trying not to be too hard on Christian Wilkins early on. Well, now the switch is flipped. And boy, oh boy, does he look the part of a first-round stud interior defensive lineman. He's played terrific through two football games, and he's going to have an opportunity in week three to continue that trend and get after a scattershot hit-or-miss Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line. We're waiting on the big game, right, the the multi-sack game. This one might be it. Might be it. Don't quote me on it. But this might be a game on Thursday night where Christian Wilkins has a big breakout in a big way. Those are my three silver linings in addition to the Dolphins' backfield dynamics. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to talk about this matchup with Jacksonville, where the Dolphins need to look to win this football game, to find a winning formula and get into the win column. We'll talk about offense and defense, both sides of the football. So make sure you hit subscribe, mark your calendars, and plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs signing off for Locked On Dolphins. I hope you keep it locked in right here for the rest of the week.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.